Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday the 13th of March, 2020. That seems apropos. <laughs> I'm Broadway <laughs> World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Well, shit, Ashley. Well, shit. <laughs> it's a bit of a day. Bit of yeah. a Friday the 13th. Yeah, I said it on yesterday's show with James that I thought this decision was imminent yeah. and it was the right thing to do, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't suck. Right. Right. Um, you know, I've talked about this before and I'm sure I echo comments that you would make too, but theater to me is like church. Oh, definitely. And not having the opportunity for millions of people to experience that is by far not the worst thing about this entire sure. pandemic. <laughs> But it is one that hits closest. The pandemic to home. might be the worst thing about the pandemic. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the the illnesses, and I said this yesterday that the the illnesses are obviously the thing that we have to be the most concerned right. about. The things that you want um, to send your thoughts to, and and money if it's applicable. Then it comes to you know all the people whose livelihoods are being impacted because of the loss of business, whether that's from yeah. theater or from sports or from travel or for restaurants, whatever. Uh, but then on a very personal level, um, just knowing that Broadway is going to be closed for a month, uh, that, that hurts. It's very that tough. hurts. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a big punch to the gut for sure. Yeah. Well, let's get into it, Ashley. Yesterday afternoon, after rumors swirled all day, um, it was finally announced not from the Broadway League, but instead because of a declaration from Governor Cuomo that mandated that all events in New York had to be less than 500 people. And how that applied to Broadway is they decided to just shut it down. Off-Broadway theaters still will have the opportunity to perform if they're under 500 seats, which is all of Off-Broadway, but they will have to make arrangements to lessen the capacity down to somewhere around half. Now, actually, after this announcement was initially made, mm. the Broadway League came back and clarified that rather than being indefinite, Broadway shows would plan to be closed for an entire month up until April 12th. Uh, at that point, um, I'm still not sure that things will be back to normal and those shows will actually ever happen. I would yeah. imagine that these next few weeks will be used to determine how long this will actually go on because actually if they do expect performances to begin again on april 12th it's not like they can just say all right april 11th let's come on back in tomorrow they will need to right. be um not only revisions yeah they're gonna have to re have rehearsals they're gonna have to start marketing campaigns they're gonna have to get everybody back in for every show especially with the fact that this is the spring and there are so many shows that were either in previews yeah. or in rehearsals or doing tech um, it is going to be a massive undertaking, and that's the one saving grace, Ashley, is that while the shows mm -hmm. might be down for a month, it's only going to be a, a couple weeks for us without a ton of news, and I think there still, still will be news, but people will get back to the business of making theater in a couple weeks, even if the shows don't go on. Um, for another sure. month. But in the New York Times article from Michael Paulson, there's some some wonderful quotes. Uh, Patty Lapone said, the idea of our venerable, majestic houses are dark and that there will be no lights on Broadway. I'm romanticizing, but that's the heartbeat of the city. And to think that they've been forced into darkness is shocking. I'm shocked that they took this tack, but also grateful they did just to keep us healthy. And then... Um, you know, there's another one. There's one from uh, Thomas Schumacher, but there's one from Kate Schendel that I uh, that I really liked. And I mean, 
I think it put a lot of things into perspective that this isn't just about the health and safety of the audience members. It's also about the health and safety of the actors. Uh, president of Actors Equity, Kate Schindel, said, quote, there's no such thing as social distancing for actors. Our jobs sometimes require that we go to work and kiss our colleagues eight times a week. Although nobody wanted to close the theaters, at the same time, people are starting to be scared to work and with good reason. And I, I think that that's an important part. You know, we think so much about yeah. what can be passed amongst all the people sitting in the house. But it's the people on stage that are being exposed to that just as much as the people in the audience. So uh, absolutely, it's it's really hard. Actually, there was a ton of Broadway people who responded on social media to this. Stephanie J. Block, um, Alex Brightman, um, uh, uh, Audrey McDonald, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, we have a list. We have a, a running article of all those in the show notes. But, you know, actually, it really sucks because there are shows that were going to close uh, um you know the inheritance was going to close soldiers play was going to close those shows aren't going to have proper closings there are company members who yeah. were leaving shows during this time period aren't going to ha- get a chance to, oh, yeah. to play their final performances um those obviously aren't the worst things in the world like i said and we want to mm. put this in perspective but we are a theater podcast um but it really sucks it just sucks all around it does, yeah. I I I just feel absolutely nauseous. <laughs> That's all I can say at this point. Uh it was a very stressful day. I had kind of decided early in the day after talking to family and friends, particularly my family who live in Italy and are on complete lockdown and can't even leave their house except for basics at the moment. And I had gone to a show the previous night. I went to see Dana H at Vineyard Theater and just kind of had to think about what I was doing, <laughs> like not just to myself, but to others in the audience and to the performers on stage, because as you said, they're putting themselves, they're health on the line to do shows uh whether it's you know they've got intimacy scenes on stage or i mean just being in a theater where anything can happen i'm sure you guys yesterday talked about the ushers contracting coronavirus Mm -hmm. so just even having that around is problematic to them and problematic to their health so it's, it's, it's just a heartbreaking day. It's been a very difficult day to see all of this. As you said, off-Broadway shows can kind of pick and choose um, what they're going to do. And, and we'll get to a lot of those here in a minute. Right. And I was going to say the vast majority that I've seen have said that they will also be suspending. So it's it, my calendar went from very full to completely empty <laughs> in about 30 minutes. And it's it's going to be tough to see, especially being here and that being my outlet. I think that and we're going to talk about some of the specifics of other cancellations here. But I I would imagine that if you are in New York City, this is just the beginning and you are going to see m- even more restrictions put on oh, for sure. moving around yeah. and you talk to family members in Italy. And while I don't necessarily expect a complete lockdown like they have and a complete quarantine, right. I would not be surprised if something, you know, there are steps put in place that do mirror some of the things that countries around the world are doing to prevent this from expanding into larger oh, city. In absolutely. The country. That's the thing. There are so many that are just, in limbo because there's no major testing right now that they're all going to 
come in a flood at once. And when that happens, then we're going to start seeing some more lockdowns other than just these limitations on large institutions. Yeah. So let's do a real quick um, recap of what happened yesterday. The first thing that we heard about that was actually starting to circulate was that the Broadway League had an emergency meeting with everybody on Broadway's general managers and members of the mayor's office of arts, uh, whatever the liaison for that office. Um, that's when we started hearing that things might be coming very quickly. While that meeting was going on, Moulin Rouge, who has one of those unusual Thursday matinees, actually, as people were showing up at the theater, started handing out letters that said the show was canceled. Um, they also proactively took the step that Thursday night's show was canceled before all of Broadway was shut down. And I'm just I'm going to speak this and I try not to deal with rumors about personal stuff because that's not what we do. I'm all about gossiping and saying rumors about shows opening and closing because that's the business of Broadway. But just to put some of that in perspective, um, there is a, a, a lot of people talking about the fact that members of the Moulin Rouge company were all tested um, for coronavirus. So that does not necessarily mean that somebody in the company or someone at the theater um, tested positive. I do tend to mm. think that they might have been especially um, cautious, given what we know about Rebecca Luker's health. Yes, that was my very thought yeah. when I saw that they had canceled the matinee before the big announcement happened. And I hadn't seen that there were any rumors about every, any everyone being tested. But as soon as I thought, saw that the matinee had been canceled, Danny Stay and the, Rebecca were yeah. obviously my first Stay thoughts. the hell away from Rebecca. Obviously, we mentioned yes. recently Rebecca Luker, Broadway luminary, um, was recently diagnosed with ALS, which is correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not a medical person or that smart, um, an autoimmune and auto something, you know, it's just her health is is severely compromised. Her husband, Danny Burstein, as in the company of Moulin Rouge. So that's something to keep an eye on. Then throughout the day, we heard of many other, as you mentioned, large venues, not only in New York City, but across the country and large events cancel. Carnegie Hall's closing down. Disneyland, after being originally exempt from Governor Gavin Newsom's uh, declaration of large gathering places in California decided that they would close other large venues in New York City, like Madison Square Garden, the Met uh, down in D.C. The Kennedy Center is closing the NCAA, which is college sports. They canceled literally their biggest event of the year. The men's and women's basketball tournaments will not be happening this year. So this is something that's going to have a dramatic impact, not only on the arts, but also on basically every aspect of our society. But something that I mentioned uh, yesterday was that I sincerely hope that we do something to make sure that the people who are impacted by this beyond the health uh, aspects are taken care of. Throughout the day on Thursday, we saw a ton of organizations come out and talk about what they need. The Actors Fund, which is the first organization that I thought of when you want to you know, help artists, especially theater artists who are in mm -hmm. trouble. Um, that's the organization to donate to. They released a statement that said, quote, as the situation with coronavirus evolves, the Actors Fund is continually evaluating how we can best promote the health and safety of our community while still providing access to our services. We value the opportunity to bring people together to learn and grow. But with everyone's health and safety in mind, it's become necessary to close our Los Angeles, Chicago and New York offices and temporary, temporarily transition our in-person programs uh, program offerings to online and phone meetings only in the coming weeks, but they do allow people, give people 
um, some things on what they can do, and then talk about how you can contribute. Um, so the Actors Fund is a great resource. Um, Actors Equity talked about, uh, you know, again, another day where they talked about the need for some sort of government intervention and talking about displaced workers. Um, local Union 802, which is the musicians union, mm-hmm, talked about this yeah. stuff as well. Dramatist Guild. Um, so if you are looking for ways to do some sort of good, there's a ton of ways you can do it. It doesn't have to be about the arts. I mentioned, you know, food pantries and, and soup kitchens yesterday, and um, yes, that's please. where I started. But um, find a way to help those if you are able to um, help those who, who are going to need help, because it's going to be millions upon millions of people who need help because of this. All right, Ashley, um, let's move into some of these other cancellations. They're literally everything that you can think of um, was canceled. But I'm going to run through some of the the bigger ones just so you know. Um, Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS annual fundraiser Broadway Backwards was canceled. Performances of both Harry Potter and the Cursed Child and Hamilton in San Francisco have been postponed for an indeterminate amount of time. Um, they're going to figure out those things as we move forward. Unfortunately, over at the Signature Theater, the remaining performances for Cambodian Rock Band and the Hot Wing King have been canceled. Fly at La Jolla Playhouse has uh, will not continue with the rest of its run. Be More Chill in Chicago announced a three-month postponement. Um, the Prom Film, uh, they shut down production. Um, and then some other things that I thought were were kind of interesting uh, Tamacho over at Club Thumb, they decided that they would perform on Thursday night, but that that would be their closing night. They wanted to have that thing mm, I mentioned earlier, okay. um, that they had a way to kind of have some closure on the production. But the news out of this, actually, that I, I loved the most and I appreciated the most came from Ars Nova. They are shutting down the pr- production of Oratorio for Living Things, and all of their offices will remain closed, but they will continue to pay not only their staff members, but the performers as well. Um, And that is an incredible gesture by them. And it is obviously not something that every organization can do. um, But I really appreciate the folks over at Ars Nova doing that. And it is such a, it's a thing that makes me love Ars Nova even more. We talk about how much we love that organization. Absolutely. Um, An amazing move by them. Yeah. And then um, real quick, before we move on, um, because this ban from Governor Cuomo was on venues of 500 seats or more, that is not currently impacting cabaret venues. So I've got a, a link in the show notes kind of listing how each cabaret venue, at least from from what we know now, um, how they are handling things. Um, 54 Below is currently continuing um uh, their performances, obviously, I'm sure things will individually be canceled. Joe's Pub is shutting down because the public theater is shutting down. Um, Birdland has its own, um, you know, set of, of things going on, too. So check that out. If you do feel like you need to get out and see some sort of performance, check to see if any of these venues um, are continuing to have shows or not. I uh, <laughs> I have a bit of a problem with that. Because obviously, as you said, the public is shutting down. So Joe's Pub is shutting down. Joe's Pub and 54 Below and somewhat Birdland, their audiences tend to skew younger than other cabaret audiences. And Green Room 42, which I didn't mention as well. And Green Room 42 as well. So I would say if you do intend to go to a cabaret venue... Uh, 
be extra careful. And if you're not feeling yeah, well, go. obviously, don't go to the venue. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, all right, here's some things, Ashley, because yesterday sucked so much. Thursday was such a terrible day. <sighs> I've got so three mad. things that hopefully will make you all feel better. Uh, the first one, it, it completely got overshadowed, but Thursday was Liza Minnelli's birthday. So Yay. the Radio City Rockettes <laughs> perf- did a performance tribute for her and released it on social media. Here's the thing. I know that Liza Minnelli recorded all that jazz, and I know she did like a surprise six-week run in sh- the original production of Chicago on Broadway. But why of all songs are you performing to all that jazz? Like that is not one of the top 10 songs that I would attribute to Liza Minnelli. Am I wrong? Am I just not? No, I get that. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. It's like, okay, she did has a loose connection. Obviously, she has tons of Candor and Ebb connections. But just trying to just, yeah. Right. All do that a jazz? Candor and Ebb medley. Seriously, or do something from her, you know, Liza at the Palace. There's, I mean, uh, ah, this yes. is so, so lame. But anyway, <laughs> it was it's a great video. Um, It just kind of felt a little odd. It was like, they wanted to do all that jazz and then found a Matt, reason to Matt, we have do it. like three happy things to talk about. Okay, fine. I'm going. Find any things to complain about. Okay. Um, here we go. So um, uh, the company of Come From Away performed Me in the Sky on Good Morning America 3, which is Straight Hand, Sarah, and Kiki. Um, got that uh, performance uh, in the show notes. And then the last one, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who has been on a bit of a hiatus from social media because he is getting ready to film and actually has started filming. Um, yeah, tick, tick, uh, boom. Tick, tick, boom. He came back to Twitter, knew people would be looking for something from him, uh, and he released a previously unheard cut song from Hamilton. In fact, he said not even Thomas Kale has heard this song before. That's serious business. Uh, yeah, you know it got cut really early on. It's a song b- between Hamilton and Washington that Hamilton sings to him before Reynolds' pamphlet. Um, and it's kind of trying to get Washington's um, advice on what he should do. But Hamilton, being not so subtle, claims that he's asking <laughs> yeah, for advice he's got a friend. <laughs> for his friend, which always means for me. Here's the thing Lynn Miranda is not a singer. He is writing for Chris Jackson Correct. and himself. Correct. Yes. It is very obvious which parts are supposed to be Chris Jackson's because they're the things where Lin-Manuel Miranda sounds terrible. But it's yeah, still very cool he to even hear. He said, he was like, please imagine Chris yes. Jackson singing this. <laughs> yes. He said, funnier if you picture me and Chris Jackson singing it. Yeah. Uh, it's always funny. About, but I love this stuff. I love the fact that he has all of these and puts them out um, because it's such a great insight into the process oh, yeah. that he went into for this show. All right, actually, believe it or not, there is some other news that I want to get into, and we're going to do it very, very quickly. So in a in something that I was actually really excited about, and I'm not sure how this is going to be impacted by the coronavirus delays, or if it will be at all, yesterday the Atlantic Theater Company announced the initial casting for the world premiere production of A Play is a Poem, which is a collection of one-act plays written by Academy Award winner Ethan Cohen of the Cohen Brothers. Um, this perform- production is... Currently set to run May 5th, May 14th through June 21st. Oh. <laughs> it, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, in the production will be Max Casella, who, if you don't remember who Max Casella is, he was on Doogie Howser. He was Doogie Howser's best friend. I saw him on Broadway oh, in The Lion King. Michaela Diamond's going to be in it. Nellie McKay is going to be in it. 
Uh, Miriam Silverman is going to be in it, who we both just saw in Anatomy of a Suicide. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a bunch more. So I'm hoping that that happens. And that's something that I would love to see because I am a, a huge fan of the Cohen brothers. Then last night, Baz Bomba Boy from London's Daily Mail announced that coming up this winter at London's Old Vic Theater, Monty Python's own crazy person, Taryn, uh, Terry Gillum, is set to direct Stephen Sondheim and James Lapine's Into the Woods. This is a production that has been kicking around for a while and apparently has a new perspective on it to kind of give the lightness, the fun things, a little bit more lightness and fun, and the dark things a little more darkness. I don't know what that means, but this is a production that has been in the works for quite a while. Then we also learned early in the day on Thursday that, if you'll remember, the first uh, actor of color to ever play Evan Hansen on Broadway, Roman Banks, he is joining the Disney Plus series High School Musical, the musical of this series. Also joining will be Derek Huff. Um, so that's kind of uh, interesting there. And then finally, we also got news on Thursday night that Elton John and Jake Shears, the lead singer of the Scissor Sisters, formerly of Kinky Boots on Broadway, they will be holding an April workshop of their musical uh, adaptation of the life of the infamous televangelist Tammy Faye Baker. Rupert Gould is set to direct the musical, which is titled Tammy Faye the Musical. Again, Soup's creative. And it features a book by James <laughs> Graham. Uh, here's the thing. As we've talked about mm-hmm. when this was first announced, we talked about this. and It might have been me and James at that point. There is also the David Yazbek and uh, Robert Horn uh, version of Tammy Faye's life story that's going to start Kristen Chenoweth. We'll see which one actually happens. Oh, that's right. Andrew Garfield and Jessica Chastain are getting ready to have, they have an upcoming film called The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Right, right. That is coming out. And of course, Bernadette Peters already played her in a, was it a TV movie or a regular movie? Back I think in, it was a TV movie. Yeah, back yeah. in the early 90s. So, lots of Tammy Faye? I don't yes. exactly know why, but... People love Tammy Faye right now, I guess. Yeah. Elton John needs something else to do now that Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. Is Although I'm hearing conflicting things, maybe Devil Wears no. Prada actually is still happening. I don't. I don't know. It's who knows. Uh, at this point, who knows? Uh, indeed, nothing is happening. Right. That's so. what I'm saying. Like at this point, the, to give a little hat tip to Lin Manuel Miranda, the world is upside down. So hey. we'll see what happens. But um, actually, <sighs> for us. We don't know what's going to happen here on Broadway Radio because we don't know that there's going to be any news to talk about. Um, we're going to try to have something in the feed as often as possible, hopefully every day, uh, but we'll have to play it by year. We're going to yeah. talk about things over the weekend, on Friday and over the weekend, to figure out what we're going to do. There very well might just be a ton of news that we need to talk about, and we might just do today on Broadway like normal. We don't know. But right. I did send something out on Twitter. If there are other things you want us to do in the meantime... Let us know. Do you want us to, mm-hmm. you know, try to get some interviews with folks? If you have someone in mind, let us know. If there is something theatrical in nature that you want us to like recap or review that's available in like a streaming right. service, let us know. Someone mentioned the Marvelous Mrs. Mrs. Maisel, which is I love, but it's not really theater specific. Mm. You know, there's a lot of theater people in it, but I'm thinking more of something like a musical or a play uh, that's on a streaming service or is adapted into a film on a streaming service. We can do those kind of things. Although I'm still holding out for my Masked Singer podcast. But oh boy. After, talk about S- yeah, Sarah, after Palin. Sarah Palin saying Baby Got Back, I don't know <laughs> oh. that I can return to that show. But. Yeah, that's upsetting. I'm sorry for your loss. Oh, huge loss. But All right, Ashley, we got through that show. Um, it's, it's a rough day Only for everybody. Just. And uh, 
I appreciate doing it with you and uh, having uh, oh, you yeah. to help ease my pain. But we yes, will continue to always. keep you updated on everything that is happening. Um, and we hope to be here as often as possible in this feed. We will find ways to keep showing up in your ear holes. But if you have suggestions on what you would like to hear and or not see, but hear in terms of us talking about, please let mm-hmm. us know at Broadway Radio. A, like, also, any kind of questions, like, Ooh, I'm that's always good. game to do investigative things. All right. So. Or, or if we want to do, like, an AMA type thing, you know, I'm sure. up for anything. I'm up for anything. So we'll we'll put our heads together and figure out some stuff to do, and we will keep you all updated, both here in the podcast feed and on social media, about what our plans are. All right. That is all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, since you will not be at the Bernard B. Jacobs Theater Stop, for the rest of the crying. month, uh, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. All right, everybody. Stay safe. Take care of yourself. Yes. If you feel wash sick, make sure. Wash your hands. If you feel sick, make sure that you stay away from everybody and get to a doctor as soon as you can. Um, We're thinking about you and hope everybody stays safe this weekend and beyond. Mm